We're so happy you've joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. Send us your story to pastor at relevant316.com. If you want to support this ministry financially, hop on our website at relevant316.com. There you'll find different giving options to suit your needs. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today. I want to invite you to stand with me as we, just in honor of God's word, as we read from Matthew chapter 14. We're going to look at verses 13 through 21. Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. Now, I attend a church where people talk back to the speaker. So I expect to hear some dialogue going on. This is not a stand-up comedy routine or a stand-up monologue. This is a call and response. So I invite you to talk back to me if you can. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 13. And I want to talk to you this morning and on the message, bring it to me. Verse 13 of Matthew 14 says, when Jesus heard what had happened, He withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. And it's already getting late. Send the crowds away to the city, to the villages, so they can get themselves some In-N-Out Burger or some Baker's Chick-fil-A, so they can get themselves some food. Jesus replied, you didn't know that Christian chicken over there at Chick-fil-A? You didn't know they had it back in the first century, huh? Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets, basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Please be seated. God, as we dive into your word this morning, I pray that you will be with my words, be with my mind. Be with us and may we leave this place knowing that we have had an encounter with the God of the universe. For we ask it in his name. Amen. There are times in our lives where we need to get away. You remember that Snickers commercial? Want to get away? There are times when we're so stricken with grief and sadness. Just had enough of enough of enough. We just need to step aside and just get away. Jesus was having one of those days. He had just heard 
his boy John was beheaded and killed, and he was trying to find a place to go just to chillax and regroup and just grieve the loss of John. As he went away, the scripture tells us, as we just read, that people followed him. People followed Jesus everywhere he went. And as he got close to the crowds, he realized there were people who were sick. There were people who were dealing with some things that were causing them to just want to throw in the towel in life, and they were just having a difficult time. Jesus set aside his own grief, his own hurt, his own pain, and showed compassion to the people. Have you ever experienced any moments in your life where you've received some compassion from the Lord? I know I have. As Pastor Jonathan mentioned, this journey that my family and I have been on has been one similar or akin to a roller coaster ride at times. But even in the midst of the roller coaster rides, which I don't like roller coasters, but God has proven himself over and over and over again that he is not only compassionate, but that he is faithful. What do you say about that? Amen. So Jesus cares about our social needs. That's the first point I want to share with you. Jesus had compassion on the people. He has compassion and he desires for us to have compassion on people, for the, those who are homeless, compassion for those who've been racially marginalized, compassion on those who are in need of food, compassion on those who are just needing a leg up in life. We serve a God who is compassionate. And as the body of Christ, as the people of God, it is our responsibility to also have the same compassion that God had for the people in this passage. The church, the body of Christ, the original language, the ecclesia, those who have been called out of the world to be God's people, God's representatives to the world. That is our responsibility. And we ought to have the same level of compassion for those we see outside of these four walls. So many churches have become so insulated that we only focus on ourselves. What kind of programs do I want? What do I want to spend the money on? What do I want to talk about? I don't want to focus on those external folks. I want to focus on what I, I choose to do inside the four walls of God's church. And that is not our mission. That is not our job. That is not what God is asking for us to do as we help to build the kingdom of God. Compassion. A few weeks ago, a little over a month ago, um, I started getting these dots on my face. And I'm like, well, I'm too young to be going, too old to be going through puberty again. I said, man, do I have like hives or what's going on? I had contracted the chicken pox. 
The doctor said, you know you're 42 years old, right? <laughs> no, duh, bruh. My daughters got it. My son got it. Then I got it. Couldn't go to work for about two and a half weeks because I was contagious. My wife, who had already had it, was the nurse, she's not really a nurse by trade or profession, but she nursed all of us back to health, and I saw a level of compassion that I had not seen from my wife since we've been married for like 15 years. I hope she's not watching this. <laughs> but it was compassionate. She showed great compassion. And that's the level of compassion, the level of love and devotion and compassion that we ought to have to those who are outside of the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Jesus is concerned about our social needs. Look at verses 17 and 18. The disciples said, we, we, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. This, this is a poor man's meal, so... Five Hawaiian rolls, that's the best I could come up with, and two sardines. So in other words, they were saying, Jesus, I know you ain't going to be able to do anything with this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. You know, I, I did something. Now I'm going to sit back and try to figure out what you're going to do. But I want you to know this morning that Jesus can take the little of what we have and multiply that thing so that it would fill this entire room with blessings upon blessings upon blessings. Have you ever seen God take some little bit of what you've given to him and multiply it exponentially? And he takes that and he uses it to bless not only us, but to bless others as well. So he said, we don't have anything but five loaves of bread and two little fish. Jesus said, bring it to me. He took it, he blessed it, he broke it, and then he passed it out. And as we know from the biblical account, there was still 12 basketfuls left over. I don't, I don't want us to miss the point here. The point of what we're dealing with is that Jesus can do any and everything regardless of what it is we're asking for him to do. Do you believe that? There's a song that goes, little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. And the only way that he can actually bless us is by us blessing him with what he has given to us. I'm going to say that one more time in a different way. Maybe you'll catch it on the flip side. Jesus says, I promise you blessings and I'm asking for you to give me a portion of what I've already given to you. He wants us to bring to him what he has given to us. Five loaves and two fish. How generous have we been with God in 2019? We're going to come back to this momentarily, but I want you to think about as we continue to proceed through this passage. How generous have we been? Have we opened our palms to God? 
and allowed him to take and give? Or are we clenched fists, coming to church, throwing in a tip, a dollar or two, not even 18%? How generous have we been this year? As we think about the ways that we can be generous, we can be generous with our time, our talents, and of course our treasure. Now I almost got bum rushed in the first service, but as you think about where we spend our time, our talent, and our treasure, especially our treasure, as we think about how much we spend at our local coffee shop don't look at Pastor Jonathan now because he didn't ask me to say this and I'm getting on a plane tomorrow so I can say it and I can just run out (laughs) but do people at Starbucks know us by name hey Ben how you doing you want your usual today yeah but are we spending more time and more money at Starbucks or our favorite restaurant, that we are giving to God's church and the mission that is relevant in helping people outside these walls understand how relevant Jesus is. Where are we spending our money? Again, don't, don't get mad at Pastor Jonathan. When we learn to be generous with what we have, that's when God is able to bless us and open the windows of heaven where he pours out blessings that we will not have room to even receive it. Blessings upon blessings. Are we bringing what we have and giving it to God? Ben, you don't don't understand how expensive it is to live in Southern California. You know, you live in Texas, you probably live on a ranch, got horses and cows and all kind of stuff. You don't understand how expensive it is. I'm giving the best I can, and I'm doing the best I can with what I have. As Pastor Jonathan mentioned, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. I've lived here. All three of my kids were born here. I was born here. And I know how expensive it is, but God is asking for us to just give him a mustard seed size faith to trust him. In the first service, you're going to find out in a few moments when I ask, when I give you the big ask at the end, that's A-S-K, at the end, I'm going to ask you to do something for, for this church. But there was a lady who said, I'm not sure if I'm going to follow what he's saying, but I'm going to just try it out, see what happens. She put in in above her normal offering, and she was on her way walking out just thinking about what she had just done. And someone came up to her and said, I just feel impressed to give you this $20 bill. And it was the exact amount that she had put above her normal offering as she was walking out. Now that gives me chills to think about how quickly God 
answers our prayers and answers our faithfulness when we give to him open palm. God is waiting to bless us if we just trust him with what we have. So not only is God is he concerned about our social needs and he wants us to give to him what he's given to us. He also provides blessings on blessings. I heard this Christian rapper talking about we're going to make it rain in Jesus' name. Not sure exactly what that means. And we probably have quite a few images in our minds right now. But I'm going to take it that when we give to God, he then in turn gives to us. And that, that Old Testament passage is so true. He will open the windows. I've seen him in my own life. He'll open the door. He'll open the back door. He'll open the vents. He'll tear the roof off to provide blessings. He will give us everything that we need. And incidentally, those blessings are not just financial blessings. We saw the praise report. For the doctor to say to that family, there's nothing more we can do, and she was unresponsive, and then God intervened, and then there's no need for a hospice, and there she was being responsive. That is God blessing, opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out blessings. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, talks about being a cheerful giver. Oh, man, here we go. Relevance always asking for my money. That is not a cheerful giver. When, when the call is made, it is time for the offering. There ought to be, woohoo! people cheering and celebrating the fact that we have an opportunity to give to God a small part of what he has already entrusted to us. Come on, say amen. amen. The point of this is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his own heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. He's asking for us Again, open palms to come and give to him just a portion of what he's given to us. He's blessed us in so many different ways. Anyone here been blessed with a job by God? You know it was God. Anybody here been blessed with a house knowing your credit is jacked up from the flow up, right? Anybody here get a car knowing that you could not afford to get a car? God gives us blessings upon blessings upon blessings. And he says, I do it because you are my child. The Bible says once again that the windows, the doors, front, back, roof will be ripped off so that he can provide blessings to us. So not only is he concerned about social needs, and not only is he concerned about blessing us 
and encouraging us to give back to him a portion of what he's given to us. He's also provided blessings upon blessings. And I'm, this is my third point, and that's my final. I'm getting ready to sit down. If I don't keep you all day, then you'll invite me back. That's the trick. But I want you to, I want you to hear what I'm saying here. Pastor Jonathan did not ask me to do this the first service. I took it upon myself to do it. As we prepare to think about what we have given in 2019, have we been faithful in giving to God what he is asking for us to give? Are we contributing to the mission of Relevant Church? Have we given an honest and faithful offering to him? I told the first service, if you remember that store, Kmart, they used to have the blue light specials. And you used to get those super deep discounts. But not just that, if I couldn't afford it, then I could put it on layaway. And I could just pay a little bit here, a little bit there, And then the following spring, I'll be able to get all my clothes out that I needed to to purchase that I couldn't afford at the beginning. Y'all don't have layaway anymore, right? We got it a few stores in Texas. They're still trying to catch up with the rest of the world. But some of us treat the church like it's a layaway. They come, they gorge on, feast on the word of God that's shared by the pastoral team every single Sunday morning and they throw in a dollar or five dollars to cover the layaway charge and then they go out. They come back the next week, do the same thing. We do not want to be those types of givers. So as we prepare for the offering today, I want to ask that you will think about where it is you need to catch up in giving for 2019. No daggers at Pastor Jonathan. He didn't ask me to do this. Just you and God. He has already provided us with a testimony of what happens when we give our faith and confidence completely over to God. He provides blessings upon blessings. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promise of blessings upon blessings. I pray for my brothers and my sisters here in this room and ask that you will give them the faith and the confidence to trust you. Help them to dig deep. to give above and beyond their normal giving so that as Relevant continues to teach and preach and share with the community and share with this area just how relevant Jesus is. Bless this church with the resources to do so. We love you and we thank you in advance for blessing us. 
for us in Jesus Christ's name, our Savior, we do pray. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. We'd love to stay connected with you. Find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Relevant Riverside. We hope you have a great week.